Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome in to DC On Screen 173. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hiya. Today, uh, well, if it's been released, or it's been in the news, not the rumory, spoilery news, but if it's been in the news, we're going to talk about it. So yeah, if you yeah. haven't caught up with all the movies and TV shows, I don't know, catch up and listen to us again, because it sucks that you can't be a part of this. Yeah, I know. But we'll be here for you news when you caught up. Though. <laughs> we will news episode though um starting off uh happy birthday to three guys henry cavill turned 33 on may 5th hmm. adam hughes turned 49 on may 5th do you know who adam hughes is no i don't he's one of those artists that have inspired me for for years i love adam hughes he does a lot of cover uh a, a lot of cover art wonder woman justice league x-men Dude, he's done, like, full issues of uh, the uh, DC Comics Star Trek huh. uh, title, um, or back when they had one. Right. Um, he's really he's famous for doing Wonder Woman, uh, fantastic Wonder Woman. Uh, he draws fantastic women. Um, very, very, very good artist. Um, I, I, I've been guilty of sitting for hours watching, like, convention footage of him, like, drawing with Copic markers. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, he was he did the cover art for that um, for the Dematis run on uh, Justice League. Oh, cool! So yeah, great great artist. Uh, love that guy to death. Um, also, our one of our favorites, Stephen Amell, Mr. Oliver Aww. Queen, turned thirty five on the eighth of this month. So. Stephen Amell. It was yesterday. Is he a, He's he has older a, than Superman. Does he have a Mother's Day birthday? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that kind of like a double Mother's Day thing? I guess he he probably never miss Mother's Day gifts. At least, like she comes to his right. birthday party, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got you something," and just hands him one of the gifts and takes the label off. At least, right? Right. right. It would be a Mel. It would. It would. It would be him who's like, "It's his birthday," but he still gives his mom something. Right. Right. He forgets <laughs> to plan his own party because he's gotten his mom something. <laughs> you lovable ass. <laughs> so uh, I I want to jump right to the big big news, please. Ben, ben Affleck is now an executive producer on Justice League. Woo-hoo. And apparently he's going to be helping with uh, some rewrites. He's, I mean, did we really did we really think that wasn't going to happen? Right. He was doing that on BVS. Yeah. I mean, unauthorized. <laughs> he just walked in and went, nah, it seems going to go down this way, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. You know it was authorized. Yeah. <laughs> no one stopped that's him. That's an old... That's that's like a uh, that's a Zack Snyder old Greg situation. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna rewrite this." Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
You so do you, Ben, I, I, and and us too, really. If you can, if you have time, can you look at this page too? Right. You know what? I'm I. A lot of people are kind of painting this in a negative light, saying like, "Yo, he's doing this because he was really disappointed." Well, no shit. We know that he was really disappointed with how BVS turned out. He didn't like the reception it got. I mean, he, it, uh, there may be a difference between he may like the movie just fine, but he was certainly not impressed with the reception. So. Right, right. Like, oh no, yeah, we well, we were all disappointed with how negative the reviews were. Right. And, you know, there's still something to be said. We've talked about it before on the show. That three-hour cut is apparently the thing that got the, the studio standing ovation. Right. Um, but that's just not, it wasn't economically feasible to put that into theaters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta let the studio, like, yeah. they're standing up applauding. Yeah, this is great, this is awesome. Can you take, like, 30 minutes out and still make it awesome? You can't? I mean, yeah. no? Okay, we'll do it anyway? Okay, well, thanks. All right, we're going to lunch. Uh, yeah. I do. I kind of want to hug all of them, especially Affleck. I don't know what his situation with his marriage is or anything. You know, people are like, how could you like that know. guy? I mean, you know I, I, I don't know. Check, I don't keep I up checked with out him. at a grocery store, like, today, and according to the several magazines, they're doing fine. Well, it's hard not to keep up with. <laughs> according to several magazines at the grocery store in the checkout aisle, Prince both died of AIDS and murder. Yes. So and I'm not no, really uh, about there's the... <laughs> one of them said there was video of his overdose. So I, I don't know. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I don't keep up. Apparently with, he was uh... murdered via filmed overdose by AIDS. Right. And then that video was put in the secret vault. Right. Prince's that doesn't have an actual there. number. It just has a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to catalog it. No, no one has the, like the, pretty. They're pretty sure at the end. Right, they're consulting the foremost experts in the Dewey Decimal System to see if they have any leads, but no, no one, no one really knows where to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's right next to the unreleased Red Rain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're so dumb. Right. <laughs> or I am. Uh, so yeah, I think this is a good idea. I think this is, I think this is uh, showing a lot of, um, a lot of faith in Affleck. Yeah. Um, I and think it, this it's is good him, for the Justice League. It, uh, it's also him doubling down on the project uh, himself. I mean, it's it's him showing faith mm-hmm. in WB too. Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, that's wonderful. Or at man. least being exceedingly arrogant, and that's fine too. Either way. Well, you know what? At this point, Ben Affleck in my brain is Batman. Yeah. So, um, especially like you look at you know like Argo and the town, and uh, man, I have to say he might be like the filmmaking Batman. Like, yeah. He really might be like. Just, He's been putting out good work. You know what? He's a comic book fan. He likes the source material. Bring him in as the EP. You know, Zack Snyder can do some shit. And then, you know, Ben whips it out. And Zack goes, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I would love to hear later that I don't know. that, that he, he wasn't asked to do it. Instead, he just walked into the executive's like, meeting demanded. one day in costume and said, <laughs> I'm your new executive yes. producer. Yes, please. <laughs> Didn't even give him a chance to answer. Just turned and walked out, <laughs> or even just threw down Kevin. one of the threw down one of the gas bombs and like and he he, he was gone. Yeah, Kevin Sujihara responded with ding 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 ding. Just walks into the room and throws a battering right into the little teleconferencing thing in the middle of the room and says, "Any questions?" Okay. Right. Oh man, that's funny. All right. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we're gonna jump right back into news, but um, real, real quick, we do uh, we do have a sponsorship with Loot Crate. We love Loot Crate. Uh, yeah, they're really awesome. So if you don't know what Loot Crate is, it's a monthly subscription box 
uh, service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items. That includes licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, uh, unique one-of-a-kind items, and so much more. Uh, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, you're done. You can't do it anymore. You can't get that crate anymore. Make sure to go over to lootcrate.com forward slash giantsizeteamup and enter the code giantsizeteamup to save $3 on any new subscription. Uh, this month... They are, uh, like, all the big summer blockbusters are coming in. They're going to uh, celebrate some of the pop some of pop culture's unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters and objects. They've uh, got something you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with uh, the monthly tea and pin. They're going to, they're going to be doing uh, two Marvel items, plus a Warcraft and a Dragon Ball Z. So, uh, hmm. oh, man. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> Loot Crate is awesome. I really dig Loot Crate. Yeah, man. I just love that we're that we exist in this time where you could just get subscription boxes for like geeky crap. I remember like <laughs> after the onslaught that was Batman and Robin, uh, like going into a big lots and just like the whole place was bereft of of Batman toys right. of any kind of geek stuff. You know, you might be able to find a George Clooney Batman or like one of the weird variant Mister Freezes that had like a snake arm yeah. or something. I don't know. I mean, you had to go did, uh, maybe to Toys R Us <laughs> and and pay that Toys R Us premium to get it if you wanted to. Oh, you couldn't even find anything at Toys R Us, man. It was all like GI Joe and stuff. Uh, where, where are this I remember, still I around? Seeing it there when I when I first remember seeing it, I remember seeing it there. I suppose, but uh. And after that, even when eBay came out, it was just, yeah, you could hop on there, but everyone thought their stuff was worth the world. Well, here's the fun thing about eBay back in those days, because there was nothing out. Like, every time you would look like, I wonder if they've ever made a Black Canary figure. Guess what? They had not. But <laughs> there were probably 20 or so Black Canary figures on there, and they were all custom from oh. other figures, like people piecing them together, and they would be like three or $400. I remember seeing a $500, roughly $500 uh, Booster Gold figure. And just weep because at the time the JLA line that uh, branched off of the um, Total Justice line that was the closest we got. That was the closest we ever got to uh, to the Justice League, mm-hmm. where it was like Total Justice, and they came with like armor and stuff. And I had collected all of those, and then they came up with the JLA line, and I was just beside myself. And I found out they did a Blue Beetle <laughs> figure and everything, but they didn't have a Booster Gold. They had a Ted Cord Blue Beetle in a two pack with. Some sort of variant flash mm-hmm. and a and a tiny little atom, and th- they didn't have a booster gold. And someone made a uh, a customized booster gold figure for that line, and it was like five hundred dollars. And I just I remember sitting and weeping at like fourteen years old that I couldn't have this thing. I can't anyway, possibly mow enough lawns. <laughs> yep. Tough times, man. Right. But now we can get stuff like Loot Crate, and they'll just send us shit to our houses. Like, just, here's $20 a month. Oh, my God, oh, man. <laughs> Didn't even know they made a Doctor Who spork. I'll take that. So, I have the Doctor Who spork yep. right there. Yes, you do. Like five, you can't see it, because this is audio. No, it's I just... Like three feet from I've, me. I've never seen where it is, and I assumed it was three feet from you. It is. I was willing to assume. Well, you also know that I like collect things and just like pack it in. So I'm like a I'm a comic book hoarder. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Like I can't. Everything is three feet from me. <laughs> <laughs> or I should say, no more than three feet from me. Right. So anyway, yeah, man. Um. So the so Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, and Jason Momoa—they're actually like putting this out there as like, here's a thing from the Justice League. 
Um, they're all like protesting the uh, the Dakota Access Pipeline, hmm. okay. uh, and they're doing so on the sets of of these uh, of Justice League. So like Momoa has like a picture up, and you can see like his tats and stuff, his like Aquaman tats and all. Um, the only thing you can see is like trailers and stuff. <laughs> on um, Ezra Miller and Frey Fisher do one together, which is is weird to me. Like I'm not, you know, I haven't really at all looked into this. I have uh, exactly saying, zero idea what it is. Exactly yeah, zero saying, idea. They're supporting the native youth of the Standing Rock Reservation. Um, they're just they don't want the the oil pipeline uh, coming through. It's like you, they want you to go to. Uh, support the campaign at uh, respectourwater.com, uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T-R-Water.com. But um, I don't keep up with stuff like that, like political stuff. I just don't yeah. generally. No, it's, it's, I, um, I, I have no idea. I, I, never have, <laughs> I never have time. But what I noticed that's really interesting here, and, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's a fine thing. Um, what's interesting is, like, the studio is, even in this... They're pushing Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller together. <laughs> okay. Like, I, man, I don't know. It's like, I wouldn't have ever considered really thinking about like, oh yeah, the Flash and Cyborg, clearly they should be in a buddy cop movie together. But it's like they're just pushing them that way. It's not the strangest uh-huh. thing I've ever heard. No, I'm down. I mean, maybe they're just doing that because they haven't cast GL yet. Mm-hmm. This is the new Brave and the Bold, <laughs> that's what you're saying. He needs so. a placeholder <laughs> friend. Who can we get? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Like, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Write it well, I'll go with you um, anywhere. What's fun, though, is Ezra Miller has a short haircut now. He's oh, clean good. shaven and short-haired. Good, good, good. Uh, he's got kind of stubbly, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, you know, um, we all do that. And, like, in the background on the on one of the trailers, you could see, like, T, the, the letter T, and then Cyborg. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. That That's just, that warms my heart. I don't know. Right. Um, moving on to Suicide Squad, there is a new picture of Harley and the Joker in uh, Rolling Stone with uh, Peter Travers' summer movie preview. Hmm. Um, it's a it's a picture we haven't seen before. It's uh, Joker in his like tux and his black tux, and he's pointing a like a scolding finger into Harley's face. She's wearing the you know Daddy's Little Monster shirt and everything. So right. we haven't seen those two together like that. So it looks like that might be a scene. Might also just be a clever, you know, Photoshop from Rolling Stone. Yeah. No, they, and people, they, they put real effort into Rolling Stone covers. I mean, they, they easily could have just hocked that up. Mm-hmm. They throw money at them. So uh, you want to hear about Jared Leto's uh, different laughs? Of course I do. Uh, he was on CNBC on Squawk Box, uh, and he says, I worked on the laugh walking around the streets of New York and Toronto. <laughs> I kind of would walk around the streets to see what laughs would get under people's skin. You know when you hear someone laugh at a restaurant? It's a little jarring. <laughs> I tried them out, and I kind of got to a place where I would laugh at people are always turning around like, who is this creepy guy behind me? <laughs> <laughs> Real world tested, guys. Yep. Society disapproved. Um, I'm going to attempt to say this again. Uh-huh. But there's a new interview from Atawale Akinawa Agbaji. Ah. Uh-huh. That cat I mean, if you if you screwed it up, at least you did it like quickly with with some you know confidence this time. I know. So uh, either way, good I job. Hope I got it right. Yeah. I hope I got it right. <laughs> um, he's saying at the time you meet Killer Croc in this film, he is a fully fledged criminal. He's really one of the baddest criminals known to be roaming in Gotham. Hence his lockup in Gotham uh-huh. uh, in Arkham. He's tangled with the Batman, and here he is amongst these other foes. He's very much a formidable force at the time you meet him. Um, he says apparently he was uh, 
in the head and shoulders prosthetic um, for about five hours. It took him a five hours to get that get all that on. No doubt. Um, they glued it onto his face and um, and his shoulders. Um, he says they could have all they could have done it CGI. He says, but David Ayer was insistent on there being an actor to bring out the soul of the character. He says it gave me an opportunity to show I could do what what I could do with prosthetics. Now, here's my favorite part of this article. He says, on on the research for his character, he says, I looked at all of it. I went back to the young Waylon Jones. Mm-hmm. I watched the animated series. Of course he did. Which is my favorite take. And it was funny. I was listening to the Suicide Squad cast. They reported on this. Um, they were talking about how the animated series was the best one. Yeah. Like, there was their favorite version of, of Killer Croc. Yeah. Um, man, it's, it's... I don't know who said it. I don't know who said it. But one of those guys, Scott or Tim, I don't know which. One of them's got a dead-on Killer Croc impersonation. <laughs> and did my favorite Killer Croc, which was actually really Batman, spoilers, from Almost Got Him, I threw a rock at him. Right. Like, <laughs> it was a big rock. I can't do it justice. Which Whoever one of those one of those guys did a phenomenal job Nailed with that it. impersonation. No. Um, he says, I had my own take, too. I, th- this is fun. I researched cannibalism. I actually went out and watched real crocodiles. We incorporated some of the real-life fight techniques that crocodiles do when they kill their prey. Nice. The death roll. Oh, the good. Roll. <laughs> good. He says, uh, you're definitely going to get more than one water scene. I'm a croc after all, man. That's my territory. Right. I'm excited about that. I I just want to see... I just want to see a grown ass man pretending to be a crocodile. <laughs> is that is that so much to ask? No, and um, ye shall receive, <laughs> complete with death roll. Awesome with death roll. And you know what? They were actually talking about uh, on Squadcast. They were talking about um, how they were hoping to see something like the uh, those um, levels from Arkham Asylum or uh, yeah, Arkham Asylum when you're running around in uh, Crocs underwater layer. Yeah. You know how scary it was when they pop up. Yeah. It actually and is it, it genuinely ma- frightening. It made me laugh. Yeah. It made me laugh because you and I would be sitting up at like five o'clock in the morning with all the lights out, like freaking out, <laughs> trying to make it through this level, like right. sweet, passing the controller back and forth, not knowing when Croc was going to like jump up and kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like you're living in Jaws. <laughs> When it happens, it does. It does a little bit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jay Hernandez, that's uh, El Diablo. Ah. He's talking about Suicide Squad. Finally. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much from him at all. There wasn't much um, call for it but, until that last trailer. You know, right. No. He says, um, <laughs> as a lesser known member of the squad, uh, there, wasn't, uh, there wasn't as much anticipation and there wasn't people saying, you're veering off doctrine. There's a certain level of freedom that I thought was great. Um, yeah, I could get down with that. Then moving on, he also says, "Suicide Squad is the next step. Everything starts somewhere and is going to end somewhere. I think this is that next step in the evolution of superhero movies. There are characters from the other movies that have come in onto our project. It's interesting because as a filmmaker and as a writer, you have to make it make sense. You have to find some way to infuse characters that aren't really part of the narrative, but still have it make sense and have it not just be this weird piece where you're setting up the other movie. It's fluid and it has to feel right." Um, he talks about David Ayer um, connecting uh, the movies. He says, uh, everyone kind of discovered who we each were throughout this process uh, as things would come out about certain individual stuff that David Ayer did not know um, would just be so perfectly connected to the character they were playing. How did he know that before he ever heard the story? He's intuitive. <laughs> Somehow he sees qualities in people that come from something and he knows how to use that to get at the character he's trying to put out there. 
I, everyone has hmm. such, and it might just be the machine. It might just be like the marketing machine, but everyone in this movie is so happy with David Ayer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're so happy with Jared Leto. Like, yeah. they're so, they're so positive. I haven't about heard this movie. anyone be unhappy with any damn thing. I mean, what, like, name one negative piece of news you've seen come off set from Suicide Squad. Well, that they're going to do the the that, but adding jokes. That's that's just meta. <laughs> I mean, what what like one in-house intrinsic intrinsically negative thing? I I can't remember one. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Everyone walked I mean, away we heard with negative like things from BVS. Asses full of sunshine when they walked away from this movie, man. It was <laughs> or anal beads apparently. Yeah, I guess. Why not? <laughs> Who knows what I mean, they got well, up that's... to? Those cats. Well, Larry Leto uh, sent them used condoms and anal beads. That's, that's documented. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. Oh, what a jackass. That's going to be wonderful. <laughs> Dead animals, used condoms, <clears throat> and anal beads. Oh, don't oh. forget the spent bullets. Mm. No, they weren't spent yep. bullets. It was, I think they were pre-spent really? bullets. I, I can't remember. He said a whole bunch of stuff. It's hard to keep track it of all, all the things. I'm hoping more stuff comes out, too, after the movie's over. Like, yeah, he sent me this because it was going to be in this scene. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm going to jump over to BVS stuff for just a minute. Whatever they have left in that news cycle. Whatever they have left in that news cycle, uh, the worldwide total is up to $867,855,601. Mm-hmm. So they've, <laughs> they were in the 60s last Yeah, they haven't so. budged in weeks. I mean... They've, they've, it's a slow crawl, man. Trickle. The, uh, the uh, domestic total as of the 8th is 327,255,601. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be beating Deadpool. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. No. I mean, you know. Civil but, War might. Civil War, God, raked in half that in two days the last time I checked. I checked on Saturday's numbers. but Actually, uh, I, I think that, um, if I remember correctly... On the Thursday night opening, Batman v Superman beat Civil War by like two mil- two million dollars. Oh, like nice! Now, you know, when collectively there was still hope. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Batman v Superman: The Ultimate Cut. The special features have been listed. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they are completely, but uh, here's the special features: uh, Uniting the world's finest, gods and men, a meeting of giants, mm-hmm. the warrior, the myth, the wonder. Accelerating Design, the new Batmobile. Hmm. Analyzing a new legacy of design, Superman. Analyzing a new legacy of design, Batman. Analyzing a new legacy of design, Wonder Woman. Analyzing a new legacy of design, the Batcave. The might and the power of a punch, the empire of Luthor, and save the bats. So that's that's going to be the special features we're getting on this on this Blu-ray. Some of those I feel like I know what I'm getting. All the analyzing looks like uh, costume yep. development and set design stuff. Mm-hmm. Power of the Punch feels like it's going to be a digital effects uh, mm-hmm. thing. Some of the rest of it is a little bit shady, I admit. The Warrior, the Myth, the Wonder sounds like a Wonder Woman. Definitely sounds like a Wonder uh, Woman feature. Retrospective. Yeah. And Gods and Men sounds like <clears throat> just a docu a, a documentary about. Uh, Bringing in the bringing the big guns together, as does United the World's Finest. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, if there's any um, new footage in there, I'll, that'll be delightful too. Yeah. Now Amazon Italy, though, like they've the big thing is that we don't know when this is coming out. Amazon Italy has posted uh, their listing for Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, now this is the also the Blu-ray 4K edition. Hmm. Um, so wow, but they're putting it out. They're saying it's going to be July fifteenth, which I believe the previous date was July twelfth. Maybe it may have been fifteenth. I can't remember. But 
Um, this also is very possible that this is still just a place a placeholder yeah. uh, date because they usually do that with um, with pre order. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of it's it's just a matter of timing. I mean, I'm I'm taking off that day, whatever it is, and watching three hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, three hours plus whatever the hell those featurettes are. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be one of those where like I get it, and then like suddenly for the first time ever i call out of work sick <laughs> and then like that night you and i like culminate and we like just do like a four-hour podcast right like just <laughs> exhausting ourselves on batman v superman for the last time just one more round guys that's not a promise guys one more I don't round know that's gonna play out that's sure i'm not isn't. sure that's gonna play out that can't be <laughs> we couldn't even do four hours on man of steel and there's a whole lot to talk about there that we haven't already calm discussed. down christopher white calm down christopher white <laughs> <laughs> um, now i thought you were reserving your like first unexpected sick day for the day bill murray dies oh no that was that, i mean that was I my plan that, i thought we had the same plan i was just gonna no, take off and watch every movie i could get my hands on well i feel like with bill's dry sense of humor somehow he would expect and want me to i don't know honor him in the way that humanity can humanity can only honor bill murray by just trudging through their worthless day, just as uh, just as sad and dry as he seems to be in most of his stuff. That's fair. <clears throat> That's fair. Um, I love Bill Murray, though. That'll be how right. that'll be how we honor him. Uh, trudge through your day, morbidly sure, but making sure to include as many dry, absolutely straight faced jokes as you can. Um, overreact to at least one thing in a loud voice, mm-hmm. and take a t- take take a moment. Take a moment to screw with somebody. To, to if possible, make out with Andy McDowell at the end of that day. Right. Yeah. It just take him. Just that one. Um. Just just make a make it a point to play a prank on some absolutely unwitting stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what we should do? We should just uh, we should make a comedy sketch the day like we should just prepare it uh-huh. and wait for Bill Murray to die. <laughs> I know that sounds morbid, <laughs> but actually just do like Groundhog Day the day Murray died. So, like, every day we wake up and we hear on the radio that Bill Murray died. <laughs> and it's, like, how we how we react throughout the entire day. I don't know. Just forget I said anything. It'll, um... <laughs> it wouldn't be improvisational enough to honor him. Not a man who went to Second City. Mm. Anyway, um, moving on. He was almost Batman. That's he how that's DC-related. All right. We're, he, we're he back now. We're good. Batman. We're good. He was almost We didn't Batman. go off topic. We're fine. <laughs> Bill Murray is part of everything. Yeah. Um... Do you know who Brett Easton Ellis is? No. That is a writer. Um, he wrote uh, books like, well, he wrote American Psycho most famously. Uh-huh. Um, he also wrote Rules of Attraction, which uh, the, and when, the main character when you're in saying Rules these, of you mean novels or screenplay? These are in the novels, yeah. Okay. I was pretty sure those um, were adapted, but. But they were adapted, yeah. Christian Bale was in American Psycho as sure. Patrick Bateman. Sure. Um, Justin Van, uh, was that his name? James Vanderbeek. That's his name. Ah. James Vanderbeek played, uh, his brother, Patrick Bateman's brother in rules of attraction. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, he does like books with shared universes. Of course. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's, he's a good writer, very good writer. And, um, he named Batman v Superman, one of his, one of the best 2016 films. Wow. That is, <laughs> that is confusing. Right. I, I, I know I know it's just because we are, we are knee-deep in this thing, but I don't think I've ever seen a more divisive film in my life. There are well, Michael Moore documentaries that pissed off less people on either side of an issue. Well, that makes sense, as American Psycho was very divisive. Um, 
um, Rules of Attraction, the movie was. Uh, I think he did have something to do with all with both of those. Um, and some producing status or something. Sure. I don't really remember. Usually, at least get a token books, producer status. The books were divisive. They're you know more controversial than Batman v Superman. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, he was claimed to have been misogynistic and all sorts of wonderful things. But they're really good books. Uh, <laughs> and American Psycho, at least, is a really good movie. Right. It's the reason I thought Christian Bell would be a good Batman, and I was wrong. Still a great Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, uh, Gal Gadot raps on Wonder Woman, man. Wait, She's, Gadot? Uh, she last, she, she, Is it? Yeah. Well, Gadot. Is it Gadot or Gadot? We go back and forth. Gadot. Ah, damn it. I'm, uh, uh, well, whatever happens, happens. On Fallon, she said, on Fallon, she said it was Gadot. Oh, okay. I forget every other week. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Excuse me. <clears throat> So yeah, she shot her last scenes in Italy. She's uh, now some sites were saying that Wonder Woman, like as in the movie, was done. All I saw was that she was done. Like she shot her scenes. I'm sure she'll have to do some reshoots and come back for something. You know, when they get it into editing and go, oh shit. But uh, yeah, apparently she has wrapped on Wonder Woman. Cool. I I mean I assume they pushed her stuff up front because she's got to go over to Justice League. I mean they're oh absolutely yeah it's yeah. scheduling come on yeah. But uh, she she said on Facebook, uh, today was my last day of shooting the solo Wonder Woman movie. It's been such an amazing, exciting, dreamy, happy, and fascinating experience. I will cherish it forever. Thank you to everyone who was involved, our amazing cast, crew, and phenomenal director. So, you know, she went out with some class. Yeah. She'll be back for um, her reshoots in a couple of months, but yeah. <laughs> um, so... Did you get a chance to check out uh, Batman v Superman, How It Should Have Ended? No, I still haven't. They um, I, The last time I thought about yeah. it was when we were recording. That's the, it's, hadn't yeah. even crossed my mind. We, uh, we actually spoke about this on one of our episodes that we wound up having some technical issues, had to re-record the episode, didn't talk about it again. Oh, that's right. But, um, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, How It Should Have Ended has uh, has put out their Batman v Superman episode. It's really, really funny. Even though I love the movie, like, they... they they had some fun jabs at it, as I knew they would. Uh, they always do. I mean, even the movies that are universally do. acceptable, uh, they've still got some fun stuff to do to, to play with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had... Um, there's a couple of really great bits, like Flash coming through the portal, and instead of it being like blue and swirly, it's like the Rotten Tomatoes symbol, and he goes, Rotten Tomatoes! Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> everywhere! Um, <laughs> uh one of my favorite bits was like it's like Wonder Woman and and um, or Diana and Bruce at the party, and she's like, "Are you saying you want to know my secret identity?" And he goes, "Oh!" oh and his eyes get all wide. And he goes, "I'm Batman." I mean, uh, uh, no. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and uh, they do a great callback to like they did one of the first ones they did way back was like the uh, the Superman seventy seven how it should have ended, where you have Gene Hackman, Lex Luthor talking to Chris Reeve Superman. And he's like. Uh, he's like, oh, you've got both, uh, I've launched two different missiles. Even you with your great speed cannot catch the missiles in time. And he's like, wait, what did you say about me? What? Oh, I just said, even you with your great speed. And Superman flies off and comes back with both missiles. It, yeah. In about and a half a second. I mean, it, it, they don't <laughs> right, even bother changing like, the camera. If I, if I remember. And he's just holding him and yelling, Hey Lex, are these, are these the two missiles you were talking about Lex? Yeah. Are these the two missiles you were referring to? Yeah. Because I, I flew around the earth a couple of times and these are the only two missiles I could find. <laughs> are these the two missiles? He's, yes, yes, please just get them out of here. Superman goes, you diseased maniac. <laughs> <laughs> 
they do a callback to it in Batman, the Batman v Superman, where like you have Eisenberg's Luther going, "Oh, well, I mean, you can try to find. You have to save your mother. You had an hour when you got here, but now <laughs> less, less time." And Superman's like, "Oh, hold, hold on." Flies away, comes back. He's holding his mother. Hey, Lex, is this the mother? Is this the mother you <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about? I flew around Gotham a couple of times with my X-ray vision. This is the only mother I could find. Did you? <laughs> is this the mother you were talking about? Yes, yes, please. I can tell you right now because who's going to love. You disease maniac. <laughs> I can tell you right now who's going to love that one. It's, Chris Wisdom's going to love that joke. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey, ya, buddy. So yeah, um, <laughs> I uh, yeah. The refusal to super ostrich his new power. Yeah, and there's a fun bit where they're all sitting at the diner at the end because they all have to sit at the diner at the end. Of course end. they do. And Wonder Woman's like, so how do we do this? Who talks first? <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're, they're like talking about what uh, what the issue was, what the real issues were with uh, Batman v Superman, and Wonder Woman's like, well, you killed a bunch of people and you forgot to smile. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I love the how it should have ended, guys. Yeah, they do great work. Great work. Did you uh, did you hear about this nonsense that Jim Carrey wants to play the Riddler again? <laughs> no. And give him give him an honest <laughs> treatment, and it's not nonsense. Well, yeah, but you know, I mean, it, the time has passed. Yeah, it, it, it would just be too damn distracting. Um, it would cause confusion, I think. Yeah, that would be the real problem. We're like, oh my god, Ben Affleck is really a continuation of Val Kilmer's. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, I admit it would be it'd be too much. But damn it, in a vacuum, he could play that role, and he could do it well. Mm-hmm. In a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, his actual quote, like, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he wants to play the Riddler again. Um, he said, what his actual quote was, I'd love to work in the new graphic novel versions of the movie. I don't know about reprising the role. That's what he said. Ah, he'd make a fine Mad Hatter. I don't, yeah, no. A yeah. fine one. I don't want that. But you know what I really want? I don't want you know what that. I really want from him? Eel O'Brien. Um, who? Eel O'Brien, Plastic Man. Oh, Eel O'Brien. Yeah. I she said Yellow Brian, and I was like, what is Yellow Brian? Yellow Brian. You remember him? <laughs> like, we have, hmm. Oh, well, I mean, we both have that DC Comics encyclopedia. The long beloved Yellow Brian. How did you miss that reference? I mean, we both have as close as you can get to a DC Comics encyclopedia at our disposal without actually having Jeff John's brain in a jar. Right. So. I don't remember Yellow Brian. No, so. no. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely Yellow Brian. Absolutely Plastic Man. Yeah, that's what I've always wanted to see. Oh, that sounds good. Every time I've seen Plastic Man, I've just thought, ah, Jim, Jim Carrey should have done this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about it when you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many other things. He's got a good range. There's too many other things he could play. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it, I guess. I just, I thought you were going to go darker with it. Nah. The Mad Hatter thing threw me off. I didn't think, I don't, uh-uh, no. I, of course, I just want Tom Petty for that, so. Yeah, I know, I know. Dude just wouldn't even have to cut his hair. Perfect. No, no. So, uh, Batman the Killing Joke, they've released a, a date for it. It's uh, July 23rd, digitally. I know. And August 2nd, physically. I know. July the 20 what now? Physically? July the, July 23rd, digitally. Of course. August second, physically. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna have to. Okay. Well, that's that's what I'm doing for my birthday is uh, buying myself a digital copy of Killing Joke. <laughs> yep. It's my present to me. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I've got a black list of phrases and and intonations you're never allowed to use again, and that's going on it. Right. <laughs> that um. That's when your new bride walks out. That one is outlawed. 
You're like laying on the bed watching <laughs> watching Keely Joke rubbing yourself on your chest and just going, Happy birthday to me. Uh, she'll be at a lawyer's office before the afternoon ends. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, she'll just she'll she'll walk in, take one look. Her eyebrows won't even raise. She'll just say, "Nope." Turn, walk away deliberately and with a, a new purpose. This might be the second week in a row, second or third week in a row, where we've come up with a scenario that involves. <laughs> You're soon to be wife leaving you over some sort of comic book issue. I know. I think of it as some sort of like pre-therapy. <laughs> how do I how do I avoid this? Let's run through all the the bad scenarios. What do we got? Six foot Batman in the living room. Divorce. Rubbing myself to a copy of Killing Joke. Divorce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um. Hmm. I'm going to jump over to television, if you're cool with that, man. Yeah. Okay. So, we've all been wondering uh, where the, the Supergirl Season 2 renewal is. Um, a bunch of outlets are reporting that it's going to be moving to the CW. Sounds good. But, um, apparently, that, that that's not really a thing. I was afraid of that. It's been completely talked about. Like, apparently where all that, all that comes from is someone was talking to Tom Cavanaugh, and he mentioned that Supergirl was moving to Vancouver. Oh, well, that's not enough. That makes, I mean... Well, that makes a lot of sense because, one, the Flash-Supergirl crossover got, a, like, a million viewers boost in ratings. Sure. Um, Vancouver is where the Flash shoots. And Arrow. And Arrow. Probably Legends. It, I've never looked it up, Legends. but I'm... It would make It would probably make a whole hell of a lot more sense for them to shoot Supergirl there so they could do more crossovers. Um, the other thing, though, is, is that Supergirl cost about $3 million an episode to make. Right, that's the big one. Is uh Vancouver's cheap, dude. Vancouver's cheap and also like apparently apparently there's some sort of like there's an extra amount of money that CBS has to pay to to play the show. Oh, oh my. I'm not sure about that. But, you know, anyway, so that's that's basically where it's coming from. Kavanaugh's kind of stirring some shit up uh mm. by saying that she's moving to Vancouver. He normally just does that in my soul. Shoot. I know. Stirred nethers, sir. Stirred <laughs> nethers. Um no, that's not a thing. Don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> anything's a thing, but yeah. So, you know, I think there is a possibility that it might go to the CW. Um, I think it would be better off there. The, the president of C over at CW has indicated that, you know, he is regretful of the fact that he said no to Supergirl. Yeah. No, he did that. So, um, like a while back. Yeah. But it, the show is, it is the highest rated superhero show on television, but at the same time, it's very expensive. So and it might, it might be better off going over to the CW. I don't know, mm. but that's, that's, that's the talks right now. I think it's like two weeks, a couple of weeks away, uh, where they actually announce CBS announces their fall schedule. Yeah, I mean we're in May. Um, Shit's just going down. Yeah, so <clears throat> hopefully it gets a renewal somewhere. Some damn where. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if it's if it's gone, it was a good run. I really enjoyed the hell out of it, and they wrapped it up in a way that doesn't it, it won't you know haunt me for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> but well, um, I feel like you know I'm just going to imagine that pot had crypto in it for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'll be very happy. I feel like they could do like a flash on infinite earths or something real quick, or like the flash, uh, you know, the flash of two earths yeah. or something. Uh, not the flash of two earths. They've already done that. <laughs> um, but like, you know, crisis on two earths sort of thing and just have like Supergirl like show up at, in the flash. It'd be like, I'm a part of this universe now. Yeah. I lost everything. It's the second world I've lost. Right. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That's an arrow storyline though. 
Yeah, that it belongs is. on Arrow. <laughs> now, I like, mean, if, where do we put her? If, if she was on uh, Flash, I mean, it. I mean, all right, if if she gets canceled and that's what we're dealing with, that's what we're dealing with. But I would love to see her come back and uh, maybe hang out on the Flash for a second, and mm-hmm. you know, what if what if we uh, what if see, we found out that her E three, you know, she comes out when she actually comes back to to E one, she she meets. Uh, Power Girl somewhere, and we get a little mirror vision of that, and then she stays around. I I, I could almost deal with losing Supergirl if you gave me Power Girl and just cast Melissa Benoist as like a semi regular on Flash. Yeah, or you could. Uh, I actually would love to see like a crisis like that world goes, and then like somehow like Maxwell Lord created a bubble or something, and they find like it's like the entire cast. It, so, it would be Lord. It would be like, Maxwell Lord that did this shit though. Yeah, and including Superman though. Like this is the first time we meet Superman. Just have him come in, right? They're like, oh, look at you. Aren't you special? <laughs> He's like, yes, this is my wife, Lois. Cool. <laughs> I'd be down for all of that. Like, just bring them in real, really quick. Just be like, hey, do you guys have like a a, a guy in, in Gotham? Yeah, that the bat? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the bat? Yeah, don't. Cool. don't uh, do you not? Do you not? No, we don't. Yeah, you probably do. You just don't know about him yet. Watch out for him. Watch out for him. Good guy. Okay. Really <clears throat> not going to come across that way. Good guy, though. You're going to hate him. <laughs> That sounds like somebody we know. Stop pouting, Ollie. <laughs> so, uh, over on uh, Gotham, they've released a picture. It's the episode tonight, apparently. Yeah. Um, Unleashed. We're going to watch when we finish doing this. But, uh, yeah, it. Uh, they, got, they got a Clayface picture, man. Oh, thank God. Thank God. We were getting so close. I was worried they lied to me. <laughs> no. Well, looks like I'm staying up late tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, last bit of news that I have, Kevin Smith apparently is returning for season three of The Flash. They have said, like, Warner Brothers Television has announced that he's returning for another episode in season three. Cool. Absolutely cool. Hey. Kevin Smith. Which episode mm-hmm. is he, was, was he directing, actually? I, I've, um... Uh, this episode, this coming up on Tuesday. This week's? Okay. Yep. Cool. I had lost track of that one. And, uh, in relation to that, Kevin said, it is wonderful, dude. First cut was 55 minutes of my episode of The Flash that I directed. We got it down to the running time. It's 42 minutes. It may be my favorite thing I've ever directed. Now, that doesn't mean, like, I suddenly don't like the movies that I directed. (laughs) Let me be clear. I wrote and directed... I wrote and directed those things, but this, just as an exercise, uh, directing exercise, removing scripts and shit like that, and about how I feel, I personally feel about material, whether or not it generated from me, I think this is hands down my best directing job I've ever done, just directing. I feel good, and I've gotten some nice praise from upstairs. Sounds like I will be able to go back, unless they catch me with a dead girl or a live boy. <laughs> I think I will be able to go back. <laughs> That's that's a Kevin Smithism if I've ever heard one. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless they catch me with a dead girl or a live boy. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to watching the episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am a fan of Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah. So. And I, I he's he's known enough known enough entity to me that I'm kind of wondering when we watch the Flash episode if it's going to be is it going to feel different? Like are, are we going to be able to watch a couple scenes mm-hmm. and go, "Oh yeah, 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 he directed this." Well, you know, the the seven minutes before the teaser, or the seven minute teaser, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, where you know Joe and Barry are just having a powwow about pussy, <laughs> that's gonna be weird for me, right? <laughs> the um, when you get through the entire episode and realize no one punched anyone else, you're gonna go, oh, it was a Smith product. 
Okay. <laughs> that was 44 minutes of straight dialogue. Gotcha. Um, I kid. Yeah. That's if he had written it. <laughs> no, he's just changing shit while he's directing. Like, Cisco calls every bad guy something having to do with cock. Right. You know. <laughs> okay, you, I mean, we're going to... Uh, Jason Muse is going to be in this, too. Apparently twice. He is. He's... Yeah, he's got two roles apparently. So. He, um, I, I'm told that <laughs> I'm told he had one little cameo where uh, he's going to be uh, unmasked. It's just, it's Jason Mewes. You'll you'll know him when you see him. Um, yeah. and then he's he's apparently got a masked role where he actually is somebody who I, don't, I yeah I, I have no idea who's in the episode, but he's somebody who's a named character in the DC universe. And apparently, mm-hmm. when Smith told him that he Something was actually like going to do that, uh, Muse wept with joy and. Uh, yeah, can't blame you, dude. I was more excited about the the role with no lines where he's got a mask on. Right? <laughs> I mean, he apparently the guy loves comic books just with with zero reservations. Uh, Smith said, "Yeah, he's, Kevin says like he's never seen a he's never read a bad comic." Right, book, so. uh, and that's that's really fucking cool, man. I mean, we're we're critical assholes. We don't get that joy. I, I'm glad he does. Yeah, I'm really, I'm like I'm happy for other people that feel that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's this uh <laughs> it makes me think of that old test where like you see like a like a, the the mouse with the glasses and a bow tie or whatever that's clearly intelligent and then you see the other like mouse with big buck teeth and it's like which one is happier? <laughs> and you have to decide. <laughs> that's supposed to tell you a lot about yourself. I don't remember that little <laughs> that little bite of uh pop psychology, but I see where it's going. <laughs> I was also kind of offended by it. I was like, "Wait a minute! I, I, I'm sure I've seen a lot of people with big buck teeth who are really smart." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just people that looked at it and went, "Well, yeah, the guy with twenty twenty vision glasses are annoying." <laughs> Every kid with glasses is saying, oh, "No context, no, 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 uh, inference." It doesn't matter. Nothing. It doesn't matter that he's wall-eyed. It doesn't matter he can see around corners. Look, he's clearly more. T- he's clearly happier. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, the guy with contacts. Yeah, I want contacts. <laughs> or the other guys going, yeah, the guy that doesn't need dental work. Dental work's fucking pain. Have you ever? I mean, right. There are kids who got held back. <laughs> they got sent to like remedial classes and stuff mm-hmm. because they chose that one mouse mm-hmm. that they just thought had contacts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's some very poor teachers out there that have some comeuppance <laughs> on its way. <laughs> that is. That is a drunken guidance counselor if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, man, I, man, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Kevin Smith, uh, Smith Kevin Smith uh, Flash episode. Damn straight, Kevin Smith. Why don't we I'm, just just uh, like mispronounce Smith while we're at it? I mean, I yeah, the, the, the Kevin Smith episode. It's gonna be fantastic. Right. Somebody's gonna write in and be like, Smith is spelled M S I T H E. I know. Right. Bear with us. We're terrible at something, and the we're trying Kevin, to make it okay. The Kevin S Smith. Right. The Kevin S Smith. Kevin F Smith episode. Um. <laughs> The Smithay episode. Yeah. It's crazy that we're here because I remember listening to the show when he was like, Muse is always telling me I got to watch this shit and I just haven't gotten gotten around to it. And now we're at a, a point where he's like, you know, crying about shit and that he see, they, they, they seen on set while he was directing the episode. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. But yeah. Um, you got anything else? Yeah. I'm good. You got anything? I'm good. Cool. I'm waiting uh, patiently for a. Uh... Patiently? Yeah. So it's, we're going to do several episodes before this is done. So I just, I just happened Wait, to... we're going to do what? I just happened to look up and I had the, there... the Dark Side War thing as a the 
running on one screen and uh, waiting very patiently for that oh. Dark Side War wrap up. I have, the, I have uh, not, yeah, I've not made a lot of of time. Is to there be, a movie uh, I don't remember? No, hell no, there will be though. Um, <laughs> oh, mark well, my sure. words, in a few years, waiting, uh, waiting very patiently for that. It, it, we've we've remarked several times we don't have, we haven't been able to schedule it so that we're we're as current as we'd like to be on many things. But um, man, this thing's mm-hmm. this thing's kind of fun. I have I have stayed up a few nights making sure I was current. Ooh, and they're gonna name the Joker. I know. I've heard. I've heard. You know what I like about the, uh, like I was, and they talked about it. That's they talked about it on Squadcast, mm-hmm. and I thought, ha, 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 we won't talk about that on our show. And here we here are, we are. I'm about to talk about it. <laughs> They've released a bunch of costume designs for Rebirth, and they actually look really good. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've seen a few, and they do. Like, they just that do. Green Lantern looks like they just look like he just looks like Arrow at this point, like from. <laughs> From the show there, and you know the they've redo they've redone Supergirl. They got rid of the uh, like lately, and I like the costume, I like the design of it, but um, the new Fifty Two Supergirl, I I couldn't help but sit there and go, you know, it's weird that she's wearing panties. <laughs> she's she doesn't have a skirt. She just has panties and like bare legs, right. and I'm like, mm, that's weird. And it's weird because it's it looks uneven to me. Like she has like long sleeves yeah and then she's wearing panties no, your instincts kind of ask you what the hell weather are you dressing for oh that's right you're kryptonian you don't care this is all for show anyway yeah, like, right so um but they they have for rebirth they've gone back and designed it again more like the tv show um so she kind of looks like a little melissa benoist oh yeah um, and they've got a, a series running right now of supergirl that is just directly melissa mm-hmm. benoist i mean it's mm-hmm and it's not even like like DC was doing for a little while, where they gave her the miniskirt, but you know it is exactly enough to like cover the top of her ass, right? But like the lower half <laughs> is just out there. Yeah. No, this is like a full like almost down to the knee skirt. It's a respectable skirt. Yes. I was I was pleased with that. I'm like, well, guys, you're learning things. And the costume didn't even have boob socks. You did not consult David Ayer, did you? <laughs> That was Harley's choice, not his. <laughs> yeah, they called David um, to ask his opinion, and Margot Robbie answered the phone instead and pretended to be his secretary. Pretended to talk to him, and then gave them her opinion of it. Mm-hmm. I'll go ask David real but, quick. You know, yeah, David said one of the one of the cooler things I've read about this the the rebirth is that they're doing away with New Fifty Two Superman. They're going to bring in the uh, pre Flashpoint Superman. Oh, the Boy Scout. They're bringing in the Boy Scout. Boy He's going to be married to Lois, and they have a child together who's going to be Superboy, who's going to be like friends with Damien and shit, like running around. Fuck yes! Right? Sounds awesome. <laughs> Does that not just instill you with so much joy? <laughs> the S brings me hope yet again. Right? <sighs> and you know, like they're like, oh yeah, we're leaving the, the you know, New 52 Batman. I'm like, did you ever have a New 52 Batman? You pretty much just had pre-crisis, uh, pre-Flashpoint It's like the one Batman. guy who didn't fucking change. It was actually very Batman. Yeah, just, that, yeah. Like, yeah. he lives in a fictional universe, and they still couldn't change him. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you um, imagine they were, like, sitting down to write treatments for the characters. They come back the next page, and, like, the ink itself is fucking remolded into a different place, and they just... Mm-hmm. Shit, I swear I wrote this lot differently last night. No, <laughs> no, yeah. But uh, Squadcast went more into the into, into the costumes and stuff. Like they t- they're taking away Superman's red boots. They're making them blue. Well, I never disagree with more blue. Well, I mean, you know, 
I did like the alteration of taking the uh, the red underwear on the outside out. That was that was that was a good call. Yeah, I think at this point, um, I don't know. I want to change. Like I've played around with uh, with drawing Superman for a long time. Sure, and I'm never happy unless it's just the classic, you know, silver age costume, pretty much. Like curl on the uh, any- the spit curl and everything. Well, yeah, but you know, like yellow belt, red undies, red boots. <laughs> I know he had a number of different things back in the day. Like he had blue booties or whatever uh, back in the golden age, and sure. um, lots of different variations. Uh, when you really think about it and get down to it and start researching it, you're like, oh, why am I mad about costume changes? They've been changing this shit forever. But and I swear, there's a, a a fair percentage of the time where that that wasn't a design deliberate thing at all. That was just some colorist that was on the wrong damn page. Mm-hmm. I, that I, I I kid you not. Tell me I'm wrong about this if I if I'm if I am. <laughs> but that's why Lex Luthor's bald. Dude, dude forgot what he was drawing. Like he forgot which freaking character he was drawing. Did he? Is that true? I'll try to cite my references if I uh, if I if yeah I need do to. that. But like uh, find that because I remember there being a specific thing like. I remember Lex Luthor started out being a redhead. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they redhead. just called him Luthor. I can't remember which one or it was. He may have uh, just been an unnamed... But, I think he was just an unnamed mad scientist at first. There was a uh, a version of him real early on. I'm just reciting a story, and please, for God's sake, correct me, because I don't like being wrong, if I am. Um, mm-hmm. If I if I know well enough, I, you know. Uh, this, this <laughs> there's a lot of this stuff all. going around. And goes to this, all. There's a, yeah, this, there's there's a, a lot uh, of stuff going around, and I can't keep it all straight, honestly. Yeah, seriously. I'm, um, I'm, I am not Jeff Johns. <laughs> We are humbled by John's. The um, <laughs> we we Go need ahead. to be. So the the story of uh, the version of it I read was that uh, Luthor originally was uh, had hair, no problem, uh-huh. no worries. He had a henchman, uh, I, I think, um, or there was somebody that was concurrently running. I think it was a henchman that was a bald guy, uh-huh. and one uh, one artist just had too much shit on his plate because that's how it used to work in those days. Like you were working 18 hour days and you'd go home with your hand cramped and come back with your hand cramped. Like you couldn't sleep that off. It was, it was so painful. Like they worked. Mm -hmm. Um, and this guy came back and forget, forgot which character he was drawing for a second and drew Luthor with like bald, a bald head. And it, everyone kind of liked it. It Mm -hmm. stuck. And I, like, I remember the version you're talking about though, where he had hair and there was a lab experiment and he didn't, and he blamed Superman. Um, but it. <sighs> so you're saying that there's a universe out there, maybe the Golden Age, probably the Golden Age, mm-hmm. where in one panel Lex Luthor was a redhead, and in the next panel he was bald. Not panel by panel. Okay. Listen to my words, by the way. What up, Giants House team up? But um, <laughs> he uh, at least issue by issue. Okay. So like sometime in between two issues, he just took off the wig, and that's where Gene Hackman came from. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think this was in the pre-scientist days, anyway. So I think no, I think he was started out as just being like a random mad scientist. I do. Oh, okay. Well, he, I don't even think he was named. Someone who knows better, probably. Well, I can name a few people who know better. Mm. Someone who knows better. Let, let us know which which version of this we've screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know. Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, Alexei Luther, uh, when Luther first appeared in 1940, he was portrayed with a full head of hair, of red hair. However, in 1941, Luthor came to be portrayed as completely bald after an artist's mistake in the comic, in the Superman comic strip. Not even the comic, just the, the, new, the, the, the actual comic strip. <laughs> Shit, apparently. That's Before they started consolidating. 
Yeah, Schuster preferred drawing bald villains anyway, and so following. Oh, I remember that was one of the problems. Siegel. Was uh, Schuster had trouble drawing hair? He it, it his hair didn't look good. It looked like someone had um, I don't know, like burned a casserole and slapped it on somebody's head. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Schuster preferred drawing bald villains, and so following approval from Siegel, the more striking appearance was adopted and became a Luther trademark. The change may also have been the result of confusion with another villain, the ultra-humanite, who was originally a bald scientist. Okay. Oh. Uh, the origin of Alexei Luthor is the ultra-humanite an ape now? Yeah. Okay. Even his nationality is not certain. He was first addressed only as Luthor, which is a German surname. Alexei, <laughs> a Russian name, was revealed much later. Using his scientific genius, he attempted to sabotage a European peace conference, but was stopped by Superman. Although he discovered Superman's weakness to be kryptonite, Luthor ultimately failed to kill him. <laughs> when the multiverse began to take hold in the 60s, the red-headed Luthor was stated to be the bald Luthor's counterpart from another dimension, specifically Earth-2. In his later years, he encountered his Earth-1 counterpart, and they each attempted to defeat the other's version of Superman. Of course. During the Crisis on Infinite Earths, when Alexei challenged Lex's partnership with Brainiac during the Villain War, Brainiac murdered Alexei to quell the dispute. Well, cool. There you go. That's the uh, Superman wiki, guys. Lex Luthor's biography. Yeah. We don't need no Jeff Johns. <laughs> we have Wikipedia, the wait, distillation wait, no, of knowledge wait, of the wait, entire the internet. The person who wrote this was Jeff Johns. Never mind. Aw. <laughs> How did I'm he find kidding. the time? I don't know. He's just updating the Superman wiki now. Right. Damn you, Johns. I love you. Damn you for being a better human. <laughs> a better human. And he's in shape. I retract it. I'd support and celebrate your being a better human. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to disagree with some disagree about something before episodes end, so we've got right. that in now. Of course, you know. Um I uh <laughs> I'm afraid I have to begrudge you your your <laughs> wondering powers. I don't I don't know. Damn my hippie optimism. Not yours, Jeff's. Ah. Jeff Johns, I disapprove. I disapprove <laughs> of how amazing you are. I won't stand for it. It insults the rest on, of our mediocrity. <laughs> From this day on, I shall be your Luthor. There you go. A very unsmart Luthor. <laughs> Note the word unsmart. <laughs> it will come to bear. It will come to bear. Okay. <laughs> we done here? You think? Yeah, we wrap it up. We done here. Wrap we around up. Be wrapping it up. Put a, put Guys, a, put a bow thank on. you. S- oh, no, will be no bow on this, sir. We can't tie bows. Just wrap the damn thing up. Put some sellotape on it. We'll call it a day. We're not smart enough for bows. <laughs> I don't have sellotape. Shipping tape. Throw some shipping tape on that shit. I got duct tape. Duct tape it is. It's really more or less my homemade duct tape. Paper mache? It's made out of uh, potato chip bags and Elmer's glue. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it in that and send it on its way. Hoorah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to DC On Screen. You can you can catch every episode on DCOnScreen.com. Uh, you should totally subscribe to us on iTunes uh, or Stitcher or, gosh, anywhere that, you know, catches podcasts. Wherever you catch your podcasts. there. Unless it's one of those, like, weird ones, like one of the weird podcatchers that only does, like, home and gardening or something podcasts. Oh, but we, don't, we can't help with that. We can't cultivate a garden. No, we cannot. But. We are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, uh, giantsizeteamup.com. Remember, uh, if you're going to do that loot crate, go over and put lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and uh, enter the code giant size team up to get your $3 off. Because $3 off. It's $3 off. That's like $36 by the end of the year if you 
check in with us every time. Why would you not do that? That's anyhow pretty much going out for sushi one night. Do that. Go eat sushi and have loot crate. <laughs> um, remember to check out our uh, our sister show, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast with Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall. Um, MCUcast.com for that show. Um, dude, we, we name checked them like two or three times. Suicide Squad cast. Cool cats over there. Um, yep. We're actually going to jump on the phone with them in just a second, right after this show, to talk about a possible future crossover episode. So that's happening. Suicide I'll even call it a Go check probable that future crossover. Well, one of us might die. And at least an alternate future, we will have crossed over. Right. I mean, you know, Minimally. I don't want to like promise. I don't want to promise a crossover episode if like my previous uh, prophecy came true that I'm going to be laying in a ditch outside of McDonald's or whatever it was. Yeah, but you didn't dying put a date of... on that. So, you know. I didn't. Let's just go ahead and optimistically well, assume that it won't be, say, in the next few weeks. Well, see, the only problem with my powers is I can't see my own death. That's, you just had to, to guess at that. Yeah, that was just, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I saw a vision of uh, of golden arches. Thankfully, not golden showers, but golden arches and much a better. Whopper box. Or a Big different, Mac box. Different conversation entirely, absolutely. Anyway. Also, I'm getting married in like three weeks. You're you're not allowed to die until at least then. Uh, you're you've already received your gift. It came in the mail. I I was notified of his of his delivery. It did. It 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 it, it was pretty wonderful. I uh I have permission to die. You do not. <laughs> that is my permission to grant or withhold. Mm, I I don't think that's the way. It Consider works. it withheld. I'm going to McDonald's. Anyway, guys. <laughs> Uh, again, thank you. Uh, until next next week, we're talking about uh, more Gotham, more Flash, more Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, as well as the news. Yet again, we'll do this all over again mm-hmm. this coming week. Um, until then, though, keep some DC on your screen. Es mejor llegar tarde a casa que nunca volver a llegar. Es mejor llegar tarde al trabajo que nunca volver a trabajar. Y es mejor recoger tarde a tus hijos que nunca volver a recogerlos. Llegar tarde a donde vayas por esperar a que pase el tren es mucho mejor que arriesgar tu vida tratando de ganarle el paso. Por algo existe el dicho, más vale tarde que nunca. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nitzel. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.